You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Each week, my co-host, Dr. Michael Karuchik, and I come to you and bring you the information that you need in health care so that you can advocate for yourself, fight for your health care freedom, and uh, know what's going on in health care. Um, the Docs for Patient Care Foundation is the sponsor of the Doctor's Lounge. Docs for Patient Care Foundation is the only physician-led healthcare think tank in the country. Uh, our mission is to preserve the doctor-patient relationship and to fight for the things that are important to you, the patients, and uh, preserving your healthcare freedom. So please go to our website at www.d4pcfoundation.com. Org. That's d4pcfoundation.org. And please contribute generously so that we can continue to bring you this show and do all the work that we are doing around the country. Uh, I'd like to put a plug in for our, um, our uh, uh, upcoming uh, symposium on uh, the uh, direct primary care. Dr. Karuchik had Dr. Lee Gross on last week, and you heard about um, the uh, direct primary care conference that uh, the Docs for Patient Care sponsors every, well, this is the second year, but we, we hope to make this a yearly event. It was uh, made possible due to a very generous grant from the Physicians Foundation and the support of the um, Florida Medical Association. So um, those of you who are physicians who are interested in direct primary care, you should check this out. Go to our website and you can learn about it. You can sign up now. The the, conference is maxing out um, and so there won't be very much room um, left if you're a physician and you come you get um, CME credits and you get to uh, come for free no tuition if you are a, um, a an administrator somebody interested in in uh, direct primary care or just an interested party who wants to learn about it, you can attend for a very nominal fee. So please go to our website and uh, read about the upcoming Direct Primary Care Conference. It is uh, You've heard us speak about Direct Primary Care on this show um, uh, on uh, a regular basis and know that this is the answer to the health care issue. And we'll maybe touch on that a little bit later, but our meeting, the conference is going to be in Orlando, October 13th and 14th. So please uh, don't hesitate, don't, uh, don't procrastinate. Um, the spots are going quick, and, and once we are maxed out, there is going to be no ability to uh, add anybody else. So please, please uh, take advantage of this. Oh, where do we go in healthcare? How do we uh, even try to put make any sense into what's going on? 
where the Congress is back from their summer vacation. I hope they had a great summer vacation because surely they deserve to be off. They've done such a good job in Washington. Um, they uh, they've really dropped the ball as far as health care is concerned. But without being too critical, and I'm often uh, the first one to criticize what's going on in Washington. I want people to remember that it took nearly two years for Obama to get health care done. And, um, and at, at that time, health care was not nearly as broken and dysfunctional as it is right now. Obama and Obamacare have succeeded in completely destroying the health care market, the infrastructure. And so I would like to compare health care right now to, uh, to the devastation that Hurricane Harvey has wreaked on uh, Texas. And uh, our, our hearts go out to, the, uh, to our good friends in Texas. Um, and I uh, hope that uh, they are uh, doing well. I, I, uh, we're praying for them. We're hoping that they can rebuild their lives. We've got many good friends of this show and Docs for Patient Care in Texas, uh, who uh, and in Houston in particular. So, so uh, um, know that we are with you. And uh, um, there have been uh, millions of people who have contributed to Harvey Relief, and uh, and I would encourage you to find your um, reliable charity and uh, give generously to help uh, rebuild South Texas. But you don't have to worry about South Texas because Texans are 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 a special breed, and uh, our uh, our station owner and uh, board operator David Moxley is a native Texan. I am a uh, I I've I'm an adopted son of Texas myself, and uh, Texans are awesome people, and and uh, and we we stand with Texas. So. Uh, We'll pray for them. We'll pray for Florida and Irma and what's coming their way. It's It's uh, been a, a rough 2017 so far, and uh, hopefully we'll get through it. So I'm going to ask everybody for their indulgence because I'm going to do something a little bit different, a departure from what I usually do on this show, which is to talk about other issues beside health care. But I'm doing it to set up healthcare and to try to frame what I'd like to speak about, which is the GOP dysfunction and the failure to get healthcare done. You know, there seems to be chaos right now in in healthcare, but that's just almost a a a microcosm, if you will. It's just a subset of what we're seeing in the country in the world in general, it almost seems like the world is spinning off its axis. And, um, you know, and I think that uh, the GOP has been unprepared. They are outgunned, they are outmanned, and they have been unable to deal with this chaos in healthcare. So, in order to frame this, I'm going to go a little far afield from where I usually live on this show, which is healthcare 
and public policy and the politics affecting health care. And I want, I want to try to uh, f- give this some perspective and frame this. And this may take a little more than this one segment, and we'll maybe go into the next one just to tie up the loose ends. But I want to examine health care from, f- from the perspective of the far left. And, and I want to cons- everybody to consider the eight years of the Obamacare administration and what has come following that from the left. The left's mission, if you will, is to destabilize traditional institutions. And this is true of the left historically everywhere in the world. But but now we're speaking about what's happening here in, in the U.S., they want to destabilize traditional institutions. They look to, to sow discontent. And they, the leaders of this do so through the masses. They egg on the masses and they create a movement. The masses don't know really what they want to replace the current uh, status quo with. They just know that they are angry. And they are looking to upset the apple cart, to change things around. We've seen it. We we've, we um, have seen this over the last eight years. We've seen it with Occupy Wall Street. And we've seen it with Black Lives Matter. Now we're seeing it with Antifa. The left is, is um, a – these movements of the left – they're they're the real fascists. They're the ones who are trying to shut down um, civil discourse, opposing dialogue, resorting to violence to achieve their mission. The media, which is now in control of the of that faction, which which is is part of the left. Um, they they uh, promote these efforts. They they um, the romanticize what they're doing. They they will um, uh, justify their behavior, and when it becomes particularly egregious, they ignore it, with rare exception. Recently, um, this past week, we saw um, the uh, the House minority leader actually say something negative about the Antifa movement. And that was the first time somebody who can be identified in leadership on the left come out against that. But that is the exception. That is rare. And so this movement on the left continues to grow. The education system has been usurped by this left movement. It becomes a breeding ground for this effort to continue to grow. The Democratic Party has been hijacked by this movement. People who were historically great Democratic leaders would not be welcome in the Democratic Party today. People like John Kennedy people like Bill Clinton, they would not have a place in the Democratic Party today. 
and they the leaders of the leftist movement has allowed the masses has allowed their minions to do their bidding while they amass power and they live life as oligarchs they live apart from what the masses are living like and if you look at the people who support them the people who are at the top of the leadership food chain the Nancy Pelosi's the Harry Reid's the Maxine Waters the Bernie Sanders they've become rich wealthy beyond any possible expectation for a public servant how can that even be possible you have to ask yourself what's going on they're they're the ones who are sowing the discontent and yet they become more and more powerful as as uh um they continue to remain in positions of power so what happened in the obama administration set the stage for what's happening today and it's allowed for an escalation and for polarization obama succeeded in destabilizing health care and we'll get back to this in the show and focus on this i promise um he succeeded in destabilizing the military he weakened our position internationally he weakened the constitution by packing the courts with liberal judges who legislate from the bench and now block executive branch decisions he's also weakened the constitution by undermining the powers of congress through executive orders he's weakened our borders he's weakened our economy um he's tried to do this um by by well you know what i have a few more thoughts about that and and i'm going to finish this and i promise that this is going to be a healthcare show when we get back in the next segment of the doctor's lounge so please stay with us the Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Obamacare is failing. We all know that, but you need to know why and what you can do to get us back on the right track. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org. This is Grace Marie Turner of the Galen Institute. Join us at ObamacareWatch.org. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back into the Doctor's Lounge. I'm your host, Dr. Hal Schurz, and you are indulging me today and allowing me to frame 
a discussion about health care, about what's wrong with health care. And you have to do this and look at it as a smaller part of a bigger picture in order to really grasp what truly is wrong with health care. And you can't fix something and make it right if you don't understand what's wrong. And that's what I'm trying to do with my... Uh, with my monologue today. And so um, I, I was explaining in the last segment how um, President Obama succeeded in weakening our country with health care, the military, our position internationally, our constitution, um, weakening our borders, weakening our economy. He tried to do this um, by uh, he tried to um, weaken the, the the First Amendment through um, fairness doctrine and keeping radio shows like this on, on the air. He tried to do it by um, trying to destroy the Second Amendment. Um, he's he's he did he did uh, um, you know so much damage that uh, it's really hard to unwind it. It's it's in many respects rebuilding like Hurricane Harvey. If you analyze the Obama presidency, though, he may have been the most successful president ever. Not because he did good for our country, but because he succeeded in what he set out to do. And I went through that list, and I I won't repeat it. But let's try to draw this back to health care which is what this show is all about. So with respect to health care, his policies and Obamacare, and not all only Obamacare, but, but what has transpired in, in the health care community under his watch has led to the federalization of health care. We see this because now you have to report on, to the IRS that you have health care coverage or you have to pay a fine. We've seen the creation of a brand new entitlement program, which is Obamacare. People don't want to give it up. Legislators are going around the country doing town halls, and people are holding up signs saying that they want their free health care. They are now feeling entitled, thanks to Obamacare. He has made 25 million more people dependent on government for their health care through Medicaid expansion and government subsidies for private insurance. This is unprecedented. This is this is what the left wants to do. They want more people dependent on government because the more people who who um, need the government for their health care, the more powerful they become. He uh, the these policies have led to a contraction of the private health care market. Less doctors work for themselves. Now they work for hospitals. And you see what that means. It means that your co-pays are going up and your and your care is going down. It, you're waiting longer to see a doctor and you're not seeing the doctor that you want and you're maybe not even seeing a doctor. And this is all because of these policies. And hospitals are are contracting. They are they are amalgamating. There there are fewer choices. And, and because of that, there is less competition and higher prices. And this is 
all thank, thanks to the policies under Obama. So in my rant, I was talking about the oligarchs. I was talking about the people on the left who control the the uh, the masses and the narrative. They're getting the best in health care, while all the people who are dependent on the government for a handout are getting worse and worse health care. And um, the party line of the left is to have the government provide more and more. We're seeing this now with the proposals for a single-payer health care system. It's been proposed nationally. It's certain, It's on the ballot as a, as a, uh, a ballot resolution in California. And their message is resonating thanks to the echo chamber of the media that they control and to the um, unwashed masses who are discontented and who are riled up thanks to the education system, the media, and their um, their need to uh, have the uh, the government control this. As Dennis Prager, one of my favorite um, uh, gurus in in um, conservative thought, has said, "The bigger the government, the smaller the individual," and that is absolutely true when it comes to health care. So I'm not sure that the GOP can fix health care because they have allowed the left to control the narrative. And I'm not sure that the GOP wants to make health care better because they are torn by between the belief that the left's narrative is correct, that health care is a right. Um... And, and that we are, as a country, an outlier from the rest of the world. They embrace American exceptionalism, American exceptionalism when it comes to saying that we are the best in terms of our military or in terms of our values, but they fail to embrace that American exceptionalism when it comes to our health care. They're unwilling to stand up to the narrative of the left, which is that we are an inferior health care system to the rest of the world and that we need to come in line with the rest of the world and do what the rest of the world is doing, which is providing universal health care, which is what the left in this country wants. And the GOP is is unwilling. They have they lack the political courage to stand up to that narrative and say, "Hold on, we have the best health care in the world. We don't need to come to to lower our standards to meet those of the rest of the world. They need to come up to our standards." And we're seeing that. We're seeing in England. And now even in Canada, the proliferation of private insurance because it doesn't work when the state controls everything and tells people what kind of care they're going to get, when they can get it, and whom they should get it from. But the GOP 
has they lack the political courage to stand up to the left and to say what I've just said to deliver that message that no we are the best your message is incorrect we don't need to provide things for everybody we need to make things better so that people can have access to the best health care system in the world and so the solution is so obvious but it would weaken the special interests like the insurance companies and the hospitals and pharma and IT and tech and the government, the people who are in power. It would weaken them to put the obvious solutions in place, which would be making health care cheaper so that people can afford it and they don't have to uh, worry about whether or not they can see a doctor or not, and how do you do that? And we've talked about it ad nauseum on this show, through deregulation, getting rid of the certificate of need laws, which give hospitals monopolies and let them charge 10 times as much as a physician with their own surgery center would charge, or getting rid of the federal Stark laws, which keep doctors from joining together and creating better products for patients, which would lower costs, and instead dividing the physician community and putting them out of business so that they have no choice but selling their practices to hospitals so that power in healthcare is concentrated in the hands of the few instead of the many. The solution is to increase competition, not to decrease it, not to see contraction in the marketplace from hospitals coming together or hospitals being given the ability to purchase doctors because the government conveniently decides that they're going to ignore antitrust laws. The solution is to make insurance what it was intended to be not an entitlement, not something that the government is giving you a stipend or a, a, uh, um, a handout to purchase, but a actual affordable hedge against a, a possible bad event, something that you buy early on in your life, which stays with you, so that in the event, God forbid, you do ha- you do get a, a catastrophic, catastrophic event, it will cover it. But you've paid into it for years, and you haven't used it every day to to pay for your your allergy medication or or your your um, your sore throat in the emergency room. That's not insurance. That's not what it was meant to be. The solution is to control waste and and to redirect resources to where it's best put, which is actually taking care of patients. We've talked about this over and over and over again on this show, that that healthcare is a three point two trillion dollar annual economy and a quarter of that is dedicated to defensive medicine because of malpractice and because 
doctors don't want to get sued, so they're they're ordering tests that are wasting patient patients' resources because now they have to pay more out of pocket for it. And the only ones who are getting wealthy on this are the hospitals who now own all of the imaging centers and laboratories. That's the solution. It's putting patients back in charge of their health care, not a third party telling people where they should go. And it's redesigning entitlements and making sure that those in need of them are the ones to get them, not expanding them so that everybody gets it, not Medicaid for all, not Medicare for all, but actually fixing the systems that we have right now so those who really truly need it get it, but they get to direct how that money is spent, not the government, not somebody else. So I finished my rant, and now I'm going to bring this back into um, what's happening right now in healthcare and why things are so dysfunctional, and I'm, I'm very concerned. So stay with us in the doctor's lounge. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back into the Doctor's Lounge. I'm your host, Dr. Hal Schurz. And I want to just remind everyone to go to the D4PC Foundation website and uh, and to sign up for our upcoming direct primary care conference in Orlando on October 13th and 14th. It's going to be better than the first one, and the first one was probably the best direct primary care conference that has ever been held. And I'm not just saying that because uh, it's our organization that runs it, but these are the comments of the people who attended from 41 states uh, and over 270 attendees. So this one is going to be bigger and better, and uh, I'm very excited about it. So please please check it out. So I spent the first half of this show really talking about the left and their, their um, the, the uh, 
the the motivation that they have to move things in in society um, to a a place of uncertainty and chaos um, because um, the leaders of this movement um, are more powerful when that occurs and healthcare is one of the major um, issues that every um, society with a, 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 a leftist movement um, capitalizes on because everybody needs health care. And what's going on right now, trying to fix health care, I, I think that this is, is really um, um, dangerous to, to uh, create a new norm, which is what Obamacare has done. And to try to fix this is the wrong, the wrong uh, approach. I think that it just needs to implode. I agree with President Trump. It needs to fall, and people need to really um, understand that uh, it's the 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 um, the doings of the left that has led to this. The media won't support that, and they're going to say they're going to call for a single payer as the solution, but. Um, but that clearly is, uh, you know, just their attempt to drive health care further to the left. And, and that's where our GOP leaders need to draw the line and, and make the distinction between our health care system and the rest of the world and what is good for patients and what is good for um, politicians. The um, Obamacare death spiral is getting worse. And um, the premiums have gone up. There's going to be um, now the uh, – this is the period of open enrollment, and, and uh, the insurers are coming back with increased premiums and plans with increased deductibles. And in spite of this or because of this, millions more people have lost their health insurance. Um, the the uh, statistics that came out – um, are sobering. In June, CMS released a report that showed that in 1,300 counties around the country, um, which constitutes 40% of all U.S. counties, um, there would be only one health care insurer in this, their state Obamacare exchange in 2018. That is unbelievable. So remember, Obama himself said, and I'm, I'm uh, paraphrasing what he said, but he said that American health care needs to um, be open and transparent and people need to have choice. And that was the reason for the exchanges. Well, these exchanges have failed miserably, and it's not because – President Trump is not supporting them. It's because they don't work. And the only way that they work is if the government pays the premiums to the insurance companies to, to pay for insurance. And the reason why insurance is going up is because government mandates require the insurer's to offer everything in their insurance policies instead of tailoring it to the needs of patients. And 
it's because the place where the care is getting given is received by patients is the most expensive place to get it. So, of course, the insurance is going to keep going up and up and up, and there are going to be less choices for individuals if the government isn't paying those premiums for them. And so insurance companies are a business. They're a a crooked business, but they're a business, and they've done what they have done for decades, which is a a uh, process where they take out their lost leaders from their insurance portfolio, and Obamacare is one of their lost leaders. And that's why they've pulled out of insurance markets. Well, since June, since this report was put out by CMS, they've modified it. And instead of 1,300 counties without, with, with just one insurer, almost 1,500 counties now have only one insurer, 47% of all counties. That is a 683% increase in the number of counties with only one insurer since 2015. And this isn't just isolated counties around the country. We're talking about entire states that have just one insurer in their exchange. And I'll list them. Alabama, Alaska, Delaware, Iowa, Mississippi, Nebraska, Oklahoma, South Carolina, and Wyoming. One insurer in the entire state. This is why there is there is um, a, a uh, problem with, with this death spiral in Obamacare. And fixing it the way that the left has suggested, which is to pump more money into this, is not the answer. Um, let me tell, let me share with you a sign of the apocalypse. The discord in healthcare is causing the special interests to start to eat their own, to cannibalize each other. So instead of all, you know, there was a point where they were all working together because they were, they were fat and happy. But now they're turning on each other. And they're, the, the big target is the hospitals. Um, Anthem, Blue Cross Blue Shield, um, just uh, released a new policy nationally that will um, hit the hospital bottom line because they're no longer going to pay for MRIs and CT scans performed on an outpatient basis in hospitals. Let that sink in. Blue Cross and Blue Shield will no longer cover the CTs and MRIs that your doctor orders in a hospital if you're an outpatient. Now, what's happening around the country? The hospitals are buying up all the imaging centers around the country because they can get increased reimbursement from the insurance company if the study is done in the hospital. They pay more for the studies in the hospitals than they do in the outpatient centers. So the outpatient centers are selling their centers to the hospitals. The hospitals are buying them up at a multiple of earnings 
because they see a cash cow for years and years in the future. So if I own XYZ Imaging Center and I'm doing pretty well, I'm making, you know, I'm making $5 million a year at my imaging center, you know, um, uh, St. Mary's Medical Center decides that they they uh, want in on my business because in their hospital the the MRI scan will get they'll get reimbursed three thousand dollars for that MRI scan in my XYZ imaging center I'm only getting seven hundred or eight hundred dollars so the hospital is saying you know what, we'll, we'll give you $30 million for your imaging center. Sell it to us. And I'm, as XYZ Imaging Center owner, saying, why wouldn't I sell? And this is happening across the country in every single market. And the hospitals are cornering the market on imaging centers. And now the insurance companies are getting wise, and they're saying, uh-uh, no more. And so they're stuck they're stuck now with with doctors that they've purchased their practices and they're seeing outpatient um, uh, um, care and they are ordering studies and the hospital owns that imaging center and and there's no there's no choice but to send them into the hospital and and uh, and anthem is not paying for it here's another sign of the apocalypse the state of Washington is suing um, CHI Franciscan Health Care and two um, Kitsap County physician groups claiming that they violate antitrust laws. And this is what I was talking about, how the groups are coming together with hospitals to price fix and corner the market in specialty care. One group is a uh, a family group, a family is a is a primary care group in this lawsuit, and the other is a big orthopedic group in that county, and um, and so again the 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 state which actually is the government is responsible for this. They're the ones who who are who who facilitated this, and now they're seeing that this is backfiring, and they're suing the very entities that they have worked to put into this position. And it's it's um, the number one re- you know, the, the fact that they're turning on the hospitals is actually a good thing because, again, this is the number one reason why health care costs are so high. The hospital monopoly. The hospital, advan- the hospital has multiple advantages. It has certificate of need laws around the country which prevent hospitals or imaging centers or other freestanding centers to go up without the hospitals um, being able to challenge it and block it. It's the example we've used on this show many times. It's McDonald's and Burger King preventing the Halshers burger stand from going up because I need their permission in order to open it up. The hospitals get special payments. They get a number of special payments from the government for taking care of certain patients. Doctors don't get it. Nobody else gets it, just the hospitals. They get a higher reimbursement 
for services than the doctors do. You do this. The same doctor does the same th- procedure in the in, in in a facility that today is owned by them and tomorrow is owned by the hospital, and the hospital gets to charge three to five times higher for that exact same procedure by the same doctor in the same facility when ownership is transferred to them. They're buying doctors. They're putting doctors out of business. 65% of all doctors now work for hospitals. So they've got a tremendous advantage, and they're consolidating. They're doing exactly what the government is trying to prevent, which is creating monopolies. They They are now coming together and creating these very healthcare monopolies that the government is supposed to protect the public against. So good for these special interests to come down on the part of the hospitals and uh, and and finally rein things in. And I'm going to wrap this up about why the GOP is so lost in the last segment in the doctor's lounge. So so please stay with us. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. This is Dr. George. Join me Wednesday mornings for Medicine on Call and participate in a lively conversation. Learn what's happening behind the headlines in medicine. Understand Obamacare and learn how to protect yourself and navigate the system. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back for the final segment of the Doctor's Lounge. I'm your host, Dr. Hal Schurz, and uh, we've uh, um, been ranting a little bit today and talking about why the GOP has failed and why on the path that they are currently on, they will continue to fail and uh, success is, is impossible. Because what is their idea of success? Their idea of success is fixing Obamacare. It is not getting rid of it, and it is not opening up a pathway for individuals who are looking for alternatives to what the government is telling them they need to have. And believe me, there are plenty of alternatives out there, and again, we talk about them all the time on this show. We talk about direct primary care. We talk about um, the uh, uh, the need to reform uh, the the insurance industry and um, 
tort reform and all of all of this. But let let, let me just we don't have much time in that we have one segment left and I just want to explain what the GOP is trying to do. There's several um, efforts afoot to try to fix things. You've heard a lot, perhaps, maybe you haven't, of what um, needs to happen to stabilize the market, which is the cost-sharing reductions. The cost-sharing reductions, just so that you know, is a um, it, it's a payment to the insurance companies that the Obama administration, under Obamacare, promised the insurance companies so that they would stay in and lower the cost of the insurance policies to the individuals so that the entitlements to these individuals to pay those premiums would be lower. If these cost-sharing reductions were removed, then the insurance premiums inside the exchanges would go up because um, there would be um, no reduction in them from the government. Basically, the cost savings reductions was a slush fund intended to reduce the, um, the, the premiums to the individuals who are already getting subsidies for their insurance and to those who aren't getting subsidies. It helps everybody, but it's basically a government pay payout to the insurance industry. And the saying uh, agreeing to to pay this money to the insurance. So this is what's happening. The insurance companies are saying to the government, "Well gosh, if you don't pay us this money, if you don't extend the cost-sharing reductions, we have no choice but increase the premiums." And to some extent they're right because of all the mandates. And if the if the GOP would say, "Fine, we are going to get rid of the cost-sharing reduction, the CSR, but we're going to get rid of all the mandates. So now your insurance policies don't have to cover this whole array of services that we're telling you you have to cover. So there's no reason why these insurance policies should cost so much. That's what the GOP needs to do. By extending the CSR, the cost-sharing reductions, they are basically um, they are cementing, they are um, they are creating a permanent entitlement state that involves the insurance companies for, for a system of a permanent taxpayer-sponsored revenue stream to the insurance companies. And people need to say no to this. I know that everybody wants free stuff. They want their health care taken care of, and they're afraid that health care is going to go up. But the the CSRs are illegal. This is not legal. What they're doing. This was this is part of the Obamacare executive order package through through the Secretary of HHS. This is not part of the law, and this this needs to um, be be expunged. It needs to be stopped because this is the only way to extricate ourselves from this death spiral that we're seeing, which is the road to single payer, the march towards single payer. Not because single payer is inevitable, but because this is going to fail. This is going to make insurance and health care more expensive, and people are going to be confused 
and be led down the primrose path by people who are trying to tell them that since this is not working, the only solution is a single-payer system. And and so this is where the stand needs to be made. And people need to call their their congressmen and their their senators and say no to this. Another thing that's happening in Washington is that the governors are trying to get together, the GOP governors trying to um, get the federal government to give more power to the states, to to liberalize the Medicaid rules so that they can go ahead and um, have the ability to tailor their Medicaid programs in a way that would would help the citizens of their states rather than the federal government telling them that there's just one way to do this. And Indiana did this very successfully, and I think that um, there is some merit to what's happening, and I'm not sure that that's going to get much traction. Another GOP effort that's afoot right now is the uh, bill that was put together by Senators uh, Lindsey Graham, Bill Cassidy, and Dean Heller, which um, also involves the um, the uh, uh, grants to states. It it involves regulatory relief, um, tax cuts, and Medicaid reform. The Medicaid reform is the uh, ability of states to tailor their own their own uh, health care plans, and it it would uh, um, waive the federal insurance mandates and make insurance less expensive, and it would uh, um, uh, help the um, the uh, federal financing of the Medicaid programs by giving the states the ability to uh, refocus those dollars, but. It doesn't repeal the Obamacare taxes their plan doesn't do. Um, it does expand health savings accounts, which is a good thing. Um, but um, it, it, um, it, this, again, is uh, really a, a plan that is not going to uh, really do very much. It's Band-Aids. And in order to really fix things, I think what we're going to have to um, see – the uh, federal government do, and this is my personal opinion, nobody's really talking about this, it's to stabilize the health care market right now, not by giving money to the, to the, uh, to the um, insurance companies, but by getting rid of the mandates for insurance so, and allowing the insurance companies to start selling policies to people and customize them and allow people to um, purchase catastrophic policies only because there are direct primary care practices around the country. And I'll give you an example, and this is, I don't mean this to be a self-serving plug because I'm involved in this, but in Georgia, um, Blue Cross Blue Shield um, has pulled out of the, of the exchange. And there are about 60,000, maybe as many as 100,000 people who are going to be without any insurance on on January 1st. So they are stuck. There's no, there's, they, they don't know what to do. Well, there are, in a market, 
where there would be options, people could gravitate to those options, which would actually be better care. And one effort that that people can read about if they choose to is Hip Nation, um, hip-nation.com. And this is um, a direct primary care slash specialty product where people can get their doctor, they can get uh, access to a specialty care um, ecosystem, people who are specialists who are willing to participate in this and give health care, and people can get this for less than $150 a month. And that would account for probably 95% of the care that they need. The other 5%, the catastrophic care, is is um, the care that you really need insurance to cover. And in Hip, Hip Nation, there is a uh, uh, there, there are insurance companies that are working with Hip Nation to uh, to write those policies, um, and they're able to write those catastrophic policies because of the direct primary care slash specialty network. So that coupled with the catastrophic makes this Obamacare compliant. Well, if you get rid of all of those necessary. Um, mandates, you don't even have to worry about being Obamacare compliant, and these types of efforts can proliferate, and 60,000 Georgians don't have to worry about not having insurance. They'll be able to get to a product that gives them their own doctor, a regular doctor who they can see and get better care from than what is currently available. So I appreciate you allowing me to um, do a little bit of a rant today and to to uh, try to explain why the GOP, is, their efforts are um, very weak, and uh, and we will see where this goes. And I and I pray that they will uh, they will find a solution that will not be worse than what we currently have. So uh, thank you for joining us, and please come back uh, into the Doctor's Lounge when we're with you next week. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.